Welcome to the Keto Lifestyle Podcast hosted by nutritional coach Jessica Tai, where we are dedicated to promoting health and overall well-being through nutrition, specifically the ketogenic diet. We will provide you with all the latest science in nutrition, interviews with experts in the health and wellness field, and answer all your burning questions so you can find optimal health. This podcast is not intended to be used as medical advice and is to be used for informational purposes only. Please contact your doctor with any and all medical questions. Now here's Jessica. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode number 44 of the Keto Lifestyle Podcast. This is your host, Jessica Tai. So for this week, I have an exciting interview for you. I am super happy to share with you. I recorded this a couple of weeks ago with this young lady, and I think you're in for a real treat. I hope I'm introducing you for the first time to her, and um, and that you are going to be very pleasantly surprised with the information she has and with uh, just being introduced to another awesome resource and health coach that you can look into. She has a great website and she has great information. So I'm just gonna kind of get into that today. I don't have anybody else here with me recording. Um, I'm on my own, so instead of just trying to make some small talk here in the beginning, I'm just gonna go ahead and get right into this interview and let you guys enjoy that. Um, you guys probably know what's going on with me mostly anyway through social media. I try to keep everybody um, kind of up to date with things that are going on if you care. <laughs> um, right now, I'm just swamped. I think pretty much everybody knows that I am struggling to get some air. So uh, Derek and I leave here shortly for the low carb cruise, which I'm super excited about. I think we sail in 12 days. Uh, we actually leave in like 10 days to head to Galveston because my horse um, that I have owned since she was just a wee little babe is with um, staying with some friends of mine in the um, area actually around Galveston. So we are going to go and hang out with them and I'm going to get to hang out with my horse. Her name is Dolly and ride her and enjoy her and um, man, I haven't seen her in person in about uh, five, almost six years. So I am uh, really, really, really excited to see her. We're hoping to bring her back home to the cabin, the new farm here, uh, hopefully sometime this year. So I'm looking forward to seeing her. So that's really the, the biggest thing on the horizon right now. I am just uh, studying my rear end off every single day. <laughs> and that's pretty much my life right now. So between that and then just kind of... Uh, you know, actually, I haven't even thought about this cruise, to be honest with you. I I mean, I should be like super excited about it. And I am in somewhere and in deep inside. <laughs> but I'm also super freaking out because I need to bring like all this material with me to study uh, for my finals here for my um, NTP finals. So a little bit nervous about that and how all that's going to work out. But um, it will work out. So that's what I'm working on. So um, for today's episode, I'm just going to share with you this awesome interview. So my guest uh, on today's episode is Nissa Gron. So I just want to give you a little bit of 
background on her. Um, Nissa followed the mainstream diet advice for more than 25 years, but she was constantly sick, tired, and miserable for the majority of those two plus decades. Sometimes she lost weight, but it was always a difficult process and the weight routinely was gained back within a year and then plus more. Um, after hitting an all-time high weight of 245 pounds after the birth of her first child, she felt completely helpless. With all the previous methods of weight loss were absolutely useless, she felt fat, sick, and miserable while still wearing maternity clothes many months after the birth of her son. Then she came across a book and weight loss course that changed her life. She learned how to use natural supplements and nutrition to not only take the weight off, but to improve all of the health issues that had been plaguing her for longer than she could remember. She set out with intentions of dropping weight that was not budging via any other method while unintentionally correcting many health problems that had afflicted her for decades. Three years later, she is thriving, continuing to keep the weight off has been a piece of cake and she no longer wants to eat cake. <laughs> her weight is now at its lowest point and it's easily maintained. Now that her digestion is healed and she knows all the foods that keep her satisfied, living life no longer feels like work. This sounds like something we all want to figure out how she did. So without further ado, let's welcome Nissa to the podcast. So how are you doing Nissa? I'm good. How are you today? I am great. Thank you. I'm excited to be talking to you. And I know that we are both busy moms. Yes. Very busy. <laughs> so we're trying to squeeze this interview into our busy mom days. Yes. <laughs> so this is the real, real world, real life here. Um, so can you just give us uh, just an overview of who you are and kind of um, why in the world I would have you on this Keto Lifestyle Podcast? Well, sure. Um, like you said, I am a busy stay-at-home mom of two young boys. So I have a four-year-old who's at preschool right now and a two-year-old who is napping, so hopefully I don't wake him <laughs> up. Um, so that is what I do with most of my time. Um, but I'm also someone who has had a very extensive past of yo-yo dieting and just chronic poor health problems that I've been dealing with probably since the age of 12, maybe even before then. Wow. Um, so I dealt with that for more than 20 years of just, you know, losing and regaining the same 20 to 50 pounds year after year mm -hmm. and also dealing with so many chronic health problems where I just basically always felt awful. Um, and then after my first pregnancy, I was actually at my highest weight ever and still dealing with a lot of issues like migraines that were daily and um, mm. sinus infections all the time, cystic acne, like basically you name it, I had it. So I was just at a health breaking point you know, when I finally just needed to research and forget everything I used to know about the diet industry and just relearn the, the truth, basically. Right. Yeah. So many of us, I think, come to this industry from that same perspective <laughs> where, yeah. you know, we're like, okay, I am following all the conventional advice and nothing is helping. No, it, it all worked for a little while and then it would just come back. The weight would come back um, even more and the constant illnesses would get even stronger. So none of that worked for me. Yeah, that's, yep, that's kind of the way it works. So um, how did you, so when you say that you kind of um, hit this health breaking point, what was the first thing that you kind of found or kind of 
fell into that was like, oh, kind of an aha moment for you? Like, okay, this is this is starting to make sense and this is going to help me turn it around. So basically, like I said, after I had my first pregnancy, I was at my highest weight ever, which was somewhere over 235 pounds. Um, I didn't weigh myself, so mm-hmm. I was probably higher than that. But that was the first time I weighed myself. And I had this new baby, so I didn't have time to be sick in bed with migraines every day or, you know, the sinus infections. I just didn't have time for that because I had to take care of him. I needed to be healthy. Mm-hmm. And so I would say for about six months after I had him, um, I tried all I went back to like Weight Watchers. I tried that. I tried lowering my carbs. I basically did everything that didn't work for the previous 20 years. Mm-hmm. And my weight was stuck. It would not move. No matter what I did, no matter how much I exercised, it would just like bounce back and forth between the same five pounds. Mm-hmm. And um, so I saw this girl on Facebook had mentioned a book. It was some kind of like diet game where you like play a game with other people. And so I'm like, oh, okay, maybe I'll give that a try. If it's social, I could try it out. And while I was downloading that book, I think I had to pay $10 for it or whatever it was. There was actually a free book called Kick Your Fat in the Nuts, and mm-hmm. it was being offered for free. So I'm like, oh, you know, whatever, I'll download it. I'll read it later because I'm kind of a diet book junkie. Mm-hmm. Um, I've read them all. <laughs> right. And so I'm like, you know, maybe I'll get back to it later. And so, yeah, after I read the diet game book and I started that, I did get back to the Kick Your Fat in the Nuts book. And that's pretty much what changed it all for me. Yeah. Um so that, that was TC Hal that you had mentioned. Mm-hmm. And, you know, basically what he stated in the book was just so different than what I've been hearing for the past 20 years. Mm-hmm. And so some of it was kind of like when I started his method, um, he talks about, you know, lowering your carbs and raising your fats, which I've done before. I've been through Atkins too many times and I've done all that before and I really didn't want to do it again. I just thought, oh no, it's another diet. I can't do it. I never felt good when I did it before. Mm -hmm. Um, But I was at a point where nothing else was working. So I decided to try it along with the digestion work that he talks about. And that's when my health finally started turning around. Yeah, that's, that's incredible. And man, do I see that all the time with clients where people will be stuck and they're trying to do specifically, it seems like a lot of people will come to me that are interested in being ketogenic or they're trying to be ketogenic and they will um, be, you know, hey, I'm doing this this whole keto diet thing. Here's what I'm doing. But nothing is budging. And um, it always comes back to digestion. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> like always the foundation. I think people probably that listen to this podcast get sick of hearing me say it or maybe even think it's like a cop-out like well she doesn't really know all that much it's just always digestion digestion but that is truly like what it always comes back to that is our foundation of health yeah and when I started you know it was something I read and you know I didn't know if it was good information compared to other information I'd found so I just kind of went with it Mm -hmm. and now looking back it probably was the thing that, you know, finally turned things around for me because that's when all my health problems started to go away. That's when maintaining the weight loss became easier. And that's when actually eating low carb became really easy because I struggled with it so much in the past. And now I understand why. I never knew why before. Yeah. 
That's really interesting. So for you, just so our listeners kind of get an idea. So for you, when you say that you never really understood why low carb didn't work for you in the past, and so now you fixed digestion and now it's working for you. What is it about that? What, why is that so magical? What is it about that scenario that started working? Before I took the digestion supplements, so the um, HCL and the beet flow digestive enzymes, Mm -hmm. before I took all that, my body was just constantly crying out for processed junk foods. Like Mm -hmm. I I would try to eat low carb. I would try so hard, but I always wanted bread. I always wanted potato chips. I needed those foods and I never felt satisfied just eating low carb. And now it makes sense because my body wasn't breaking down the foods that Right. I was trying to eat mentally. Yeah, that's very, that's so true. And we see that happen all the time. And I know that you do coaching as well. And we see that happen all the time when we are working with coaching clients is people kind of, they're in this, they don't have a good fuel source because the only thing that they can break down because their digestion is so wrecked is processed foods. Um, and, and they're just, they're starving. So they're like in this, anytime they try to go low carb and cut that out, they're just, they don't have any good fuel source. They can't break down the proteins. They can't break down the fats. And, um, it's kind of this vicious cycle. Yeah. And I still come across a lot of people that really just want to skip that step because I get it. The supplements are expensive if you're on Mm -hmm. a budget. Um, you know, and it's another step, like who wants to take so many pills with every single meal? So I get it that maybe it's a hassle at first and maybe you need to make room in your budget, but it's totally worth it for what you get out of it. Absolutely. So with you, um, Nissa, how did you, like when you started doing, so talking about the supplements, when you started taking um, HCL and the beet flow, um, how long did it take you before you started um, seeing results? with taking those. And then in addition to that, I guess, um, how long did you actually have to take the HCL and beet flow? Um, so when I first started, I honestly was just kind of following the book and I didn't really notice that much of a difference. Um, so I did have some constipation, which I actually didn't know. I thought pooping once a week was normal. Mm-hmm. No one ever told me anything different. So, right. you know, I didn't think I had any issues, but I just, like I said, I kind of threw a Hail Mary and I followed along with the book and hoped that it would help me. And so I didn't even realize that the supplements were helping me until a few months in. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden I started noticing I didn't have cystic acne that i had had for the past 20 years and my heartburn was gone. Um, my, the constant sinus infections that I had, the biggest thing was like migraines and daily headaches I had since I was like 15 years old, all that stuff started to clear up. I no longer had anxiety, which I used to take like St. John's wart for every day. Mm -hmm. Um, so all these problems that I had for so long were starting to clear up. And the only thing to explain it was that I was finally getting nutrition out of my foods that I was eating. Yes. I so agree with that. That is Man, it's amazing, right? It's like oh, you just yeah. get get some building blocks for your body, and all of a sudden, all these things start clearing up and going away. Yeah, um, it's amazing how that works. So, um, so you're thinking it was probably a few months in you started noticing these things kind of going away. Yeah, it took me a few months um, to actually notice things going away. So I kept up with the supplementation. And I probably went, because I had really bad heartburn. I was on um, like the heartburn medicines for mm-hmm. years before that. So my digestion was just awful. Um, so it took me about a year to get back to where I was. And that is right about the time I got pregnant. 
Mm -hmm. And I'm not going to lie, I had a rough pregnancy and I didn't know how the supplements would go while I was pregnant, so I didn't take them. Uh And I ended up having to take more heartburn medicine because pregnancy and heartburn for me was horrible. Oh, man. I would have it right right there with you. I had horrible heartburn with all of mine. Yeah. So, I mean, knowing what I knew, I really didn't want to go back to the medication, but I, I needed it to get through. Um, so I had to start taking it again after I had my second child, but it was good because I already knew what exactly what to do and what to expect and, you know, how to help myself. Yeah. Well, that's awesome that you stuck with it for so long because I, I definitely see more of a trend of, um, Unfortunately, and I I get this, I mean, I know, I understand, I kind of do this as well, but where you're just, you want to start seeing results. And if you don't right away, then you're like, well, this must not be working. And I'm just gonna, I guess this isn't going to work either. But, you know, kudos to you for sticking, sticking with that. Yeah. And and the clients that I do work with, I see that a lot in them as well. You know, Mm -hmm. I don't do long-term coaching programs right now. I do a short term and, you know, if they don't see the results by the end of the six weeks, they just want to give up, but yep. it, it took a lot longer than six weeks to get there. It's going to take a lot longer to get back to good health again. Yes, absolutely. I, I see the same thing and I try to help people understand that. And I think especially women, <laughs> a lot of times, yeah. um, unfortunately, uh, the healing process, part of that process, uh, at least that I see in my clientele is weight gain before things start correcting. And that is the biggest freak out moment for every female client I work with, hands down, every time. (laughs) Not only weight gain, but they say, oh, I feel so much better. I'm feeling really good, but I'm gaining weight. And then they get mad and think it's not working. Right. Yeah. Or, Or just maybe they don't even know if they're gaining weight, but they're like, my clothes are feeling tighter and this can't be working. I just don't think that fat's good for me. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, no, please don't give up, please. Exactly. <laughs> but it's, it's so hard. It's so hard. So um, that is very interesting. So what led you to, um, to being ketogenic? Because I know TC, and are you still keto, I guess? Because I know that TC definitely focuses on lower carb and kind of higher fat and protein, but is not necessarily ketogenic. And I actually love that book, Kick Your, Kick Your Fat in the Nuts, and have read it myself and has also done his digestive course. But um, oh. but I know he's not, he's not uh, necessarily ketogenic. So what kind of led you to, to that? So it's funny because like I said at the beginning, I I've been through all the Atkins style programs um, probably since my early 20s, and I've fallen off within a few months of each time and always gained the weight back and more. And so when I started with the um, Kick Your Fat books, I I started with the 25 grams per meal, 25 grams of carbs with every meal and started raising my healthy fats. Mm -hmm. And I did that for about a year. And I saw a lot of really great progress. I lost about 80 pounds. Mm -hmm. Um, probably, Probably 60 of that was the low carb, high fat. And then the place that I actually first heard about ketogenic was also through TC Hale. Um, he did a podcast, and this was probably you know almost a year into what I was what I was doing this program. Mm-hmm. And so, um, and then that led me to Jimmy Moore's work, his mm-hmm. book, 
Um, so I went on a vacation and then I remember I, I wanted to come back from the vacation to start the keto diet to lose the last 10 or 15 pounds that I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Um, so I did that. I came back and it was actually a pretty easy shift to go from 25 carbs per meal down to about 20 grams per day because my body was already burning fat really well. Mm-hmm. Um, so it wasn't really that hard to do, but then, like I said, I got pregnant again, so I gained some weight back. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I, I didn't eat keto during pregnancy. However, I did stay pretty low carb, high fat. And the reason for that is my first pregnancy, I had gestational diabetes. Mm-hmm. And with my second pregnancy, obviously I'm older. I was over the age of 35. So they actually called me advanced maternal age. <laughs> um, <laughs> Isn't and that always, that, that's so, that's uh, so confidence building. <laughs> <laughs> my aunt said when, when she was over 35, they actually called it geriatric they're getting a little better gosh that's (laughs) Um, even worse (laughs) anyway yeah so being advanced maternal age you would expect to get the gestational diabetes again but I was actually able to overcome it with the high fat low carb diet that I continued with that's incredible Um, so that was yeah that was really exciting for me um but I still did gain back weight probably like 50 pounds I had a really big baby. So Mm -hmm. I didn't have the diabetes, but he was still, you know, almost 10 pound baby, Mm -hmm. big guy. So I gained back, I gained back a lot of the weight. Um, but when I, I would say six weeks after my second pregnancy is when I started getting back to keto again Mm -hmm. and it just made it so much easier. Um, so yes, to answer your question, I am still keto, Mm -hmm. but I call it active keto because I no longer, I don't really count macros anymore. Mm -hmm. Um, but I do try to stay around like 50 to 80 carbs per day. Okay. And that's because I maintain a really active lifestyle. So that keeps me in ketosis. Okay. And do you, um, do you still test it all for ketones or do you just kind of know at this point you can kind of feel if you're in or out? I don't test daily. Um, I've been playing around with different fasting routines lately. Um, so I've been testing just out of curiosity, but I can know, like I can tell when I'm in and when I'm not in. So yeah. I will test if I think that I'm not in. Mm-hmm. But um, sometimes I surprise myself. Sometimes I still actually am in ketosis. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I have done the same thing. I don't do daily testing anymore, and I, I talk a lot on this podcast to my listeners about that I don't track anything anymore. Though I do typically recommend, especially if someone's wanting to be ketogenic, that they would track at least in the beginning. So, yeah, they, you know, they, they need to get a baseline, kind of understand, because I, I feel like a lot of people um, just just learning what 20 grams of carbs actually looks like is big. You know, like they just need to kind of understand how that works and like what that actually or what 65 grams of protein throughout the day is going to look like or whatever um so i think it's important to do that in the beginning but i you know i let people know that i feel like you know i've been at this about a year and a half now and i feel like you definitely um, at least i think that i definitely can tell when i've had a little too too much uh, in the way of carbs and I am no longer <laughs> I'm probably yeah. producing ketones. I mean, I don't feel very good. I, um, you know, I'll have different things that'll come up. And I think it's so interesting because I, like you had mentioned earlier that you had all these things going on, which I suffered from many of the exact same things that you did. I had migraines, I had cystic acne. I mean, my whole life um, yeah. dealt with those things. And 
with um, not so much sinus infections, but I always felt like I had a, like I would have um, congestion like all the time, <laughs> like just always had congestion yeah. and uh, acid reflux, constipation, all that kind of stuff. And just thought that that was normal. Like that's just how everybody is, right? I mean, everybody deals with something and just really thought that was normal. And it, it wasn't until those things went away after being ketogenic for a while that I, and I fixed my digestion. I, I wouldn't say fixed. I am actually still working on getting things right. But to improve my digestion and then realize that, oh my gosh, I can't believe I felt that bad all the time and made it. <laughs> yeah. You know, and like you were saying after your first son, you, that was kind of a breaking point for you where you were like, I can't function like this and take care of this baby. And, um, you know, I look back sometimes and think, how did I get through those early years of my, my boys? Yeah. I mean, I'm really lucky to have found the book when I did just because, you know, before I had my son, there were, you know, three, four days where I'd need to spend in bed because I have a migraine so bad, or, yes. you know, I'd have to go to the hospital because it would get that bad. Wow. Um, or, you know, I would have these sinus infections that would last for like two or three weeks. And when you're sick like that, you can barely take care of yourself. How are you supposed to take care of someone who needs you all the time? Absolutely. Yeah. You, it was a uh, like divine timing there for you. <laughs> Definitely. That's perfect. So, um, and, and like you were saying about, yeah. when, when you were saying about people needing to track at the beginning, I definitely agree with that because like my husband, he's also keto. Mm -hmm. Um, and he did like the low carb when I first met him. And so he would tell me, you know, yeah, I eat low carb. And then I would see him eating like breaded chicken tenders. <laughs> like that's not really low carb. Exactly. So I think, you know, unless people are tracking, they don't realize some of the foods they think are low carb really aren't. Yes, that's exactly right. And I, I, I totally agree with that. And I, I think it's, we're one of the things, one of the problems that I think that I see is a lot of times people will look at, well, these are healthy whole grains and I'm supposed to be eating these because these are essential, right? And these are, I'm, I need this. And they're <laughs> thinking that that because they're healthy whole grains, it like negates the whole fact that that's just carbohydrates <laughs> that they're eating. Yeah. And, and it's, so I think it's really eye opening for people to start tracking and realizing that, oh my gosh, I just had that great, amazing salad that I thought was so super good. But then I had a cup of quinoa on it and a half a cup of dried cranberries <laughs> and this dressing oh, yeah. with all that you know what I mean and then they're like oh my gosh that meal was I had you know I had 60 carbs for lunch like I thought I ate low carbs so I think it's it's really interesting to kind of I know for me it was to start learning like as much as I thought I knew I was like oh my gosh I can't believe or the protein like realizing how much protein is in things that um, that maybe you're not thinking about that way and how quickly you can really overdo the protein. Yeah, I feel like, I mean, I've, I've been tracking my diet for so long that I feel like I can look at anything and tell you how many calories, how many fat, <laughs> how many carbs, how many protein, but I just have the information wrong. I was told that I needed more carbs and less fat. So yes. I knew 
I knew what everything had in it. I was just doing it the wrong way. Right. That's yeah. That's a very good point. And you mentioned um, just a little bit ago uh, fasting. So um, that's an interesting subject, I think, to talk about with women and fasting because that, of course, is controversial, as I'm sure you know. Um, where yes. there's lots of people in our industry that. Um, will say, oh my gosh, no way, you know, don't fast if you're a woman. And I myself am not shy about talking about it on here that I do fast um, a lot. I, I do intermittent fasting. I do some longer duration fasting. And for me, it has worked really, really well. And I feel phenomenal when I fast. As a matter of fact, if I start feeling like I'm not feeling so great for some reason or some, you know, I just feel off. I will just take a day that I fast and I almost always come back the day after like, man, I'm back to myself again. Whatever it was that was going on is subsided. So tell me a little bit about your fasting and how that came about. Um, so when I started the kick your fat in the nuts stuff, um, back in, when was that 2014, I was of course scouring the internet for every diet article that I could find because I get a little obsessive about that kind of stuff. <laughs> and, um, I came across some Mercola articles about fasting and he was saying in his articles, I believe that women should do intermittent fasting, but only for like 14 hours at a time. Uh -huh. So that's actually where I started, where I wouldn't eat after dinner. And then, you know, I'd wake up, do a fasted workout, and then I'd, you know, push off breakfast a little to where it was 14 hours. Mm -hmm. um, and so for a long time, that was a schedule that I followed. And it actually, it did help me a lot um, because after my pregnancy, I still had diabetic blood sugar levels. Mm -hmm. And so once I changed my diet and I was doing that little bit of fasting, it actually brought it down into a normal range. Mm -hmm. um, but I stuck there for a really long time because I thought, like you said, that women shouldn't do it and I didn't want to harm myself. Um, but then after my second pregnancy and I started getting back with the keto diet and I think Jimmy Moore was the first person I really heard talking more about fasting mm -hmm. and um, breaking the rumor that it's not great for women. So I started pushing my fasts out longer and longer where I wouldn't, I would do them every day. Um, six, so I would fast for 16 hours and eat in an eight hour window, which became second nature for me. Mm -hmm. Um, but then like one or two days a week, I would push out a fast to up to 24 hours. So I would mm -hmm. like, you know, fast after dinner and then I wouldn't eat again until dinner the next day. Mm -hmm. And so by doing that fasting routine where I do 16, eight, most days of the week, and then one or two, 24, hour fast, I was actually able to push past my original goal of 150 pounds and I made it all the way down to 135, which I think the last time I weighed 135 was junior high. So <laughs> That's that awesome. wasn't even, yeah, that wasn't even like in my range of possibilities, but mm -hmm. with the intermittent fasting, it just made it really easy to get there. Yeah. I have seen the exact same thing, Nessa, and I feel like for, um, you know, I'm not, I'm, I'm definitely, I'll be asked sometimes like, well, are you, um, you know, are you trying to lose weight or are you in like a holding pattern or like kind of like what's your, you know, what are you doing? Or why, you know, why do you stay keto? Why do you fast? And um, again, I do it f primarily for the health benefits and the way it makes me feel. Like I just feel so good and so full of energy. And if, like I said, if something, if I'm not feeling really good, I really have figured out that fasting, pushing a little bit longer fast, like a 24 hour, like you just described, um, will really get me back on track. Like, I don't know, sometimes I don't, I can't put my finger on what it is that's happening, but I have definitely found that that 
very similar schedule to you. If I kind of switch it up here and there, I, I generally will do like a 14 or a 16 or sometimes a 18 or even a 20 hour fast. Um, but I'm kind of always doing an intermittent fast like that throughout the week. And then we'll typically do like a one, usually a one day, 24 hour fast mixed in there. And um, that just really seems to be, have been the key for me in, um, in my own journey with fasting and ketogenic diet. Yeah, I feel like I started the fasting for quicker weight loss and mm -hmm. I stuck with it just because I noticed the health benefits too and the added energy that yes. I get with it. Um, and it just makes life easier to not have to cook all the time. <laughs> I know, it really does. And, you know, I've noticed sometimes I will, uh, well, not sometimes, often, if I've got a big day or I've got like a bunch of interviews to do or I've got a, you know, whatever, if there's a bunch of things going on that, um, it seems kind of counterintuitive. You would, you know, I kind of feel like my whole life you hear like, well, if you've got this going on, you got a big day, get up, eat a big breakfast, fool your, you know, fuel yourself really well. And so I kind of always had that in the back of my head, like that's what you need to do. But then I've learned that as I've kind of been through this journey over the last year and a half, that for me, if I've got a big day like that, it is better for me to not eat. Like I just do much better if I don't eat anything. Um, I just get through everything I've got to do through the day. I have more energy. My my thoughts are clearer. I can get through things better. And then I'll usually have you know nice big gigantic dinner. <laughs> yeah, yeah. With with me, I have the two small kids. So my mornings are definitely very busy. Mm -hmm. So it's so nice not to have to focus on myself. I could just use my energy and keep getting them snacks and meals. <laughs> That's so true. <laughs> I cook my kiddos breakfast every morning before school um, for them. And it's a, from, from the time the first one gets up and eats breakfast through the last one getting on, you know, eating breakfast and getting out the door for the bus, it's about a two and a half hour window of time. <laughs> and for that oh, wow. two and a half hours, I am in the kitchen cooking. I mean, I cook like two to three different breakfasts every single morning. And um, I never eat my breakfast during that time. Number one is I'm kind of practicing what I preach with my clients. I mean, first of all, I'm too busy. I mean, it's just, there's so much going on. But secondly, you know, because I'm too busy, I know that I cannot sit down and be mindful and actually focus on what I'm doing and eat. And I know that that's not good for my digestion. It's not good for my stress levels. It's not, so I don't even, I just don't even bother. But it's so interesting how keto yeah. keeps you so fueled that, like you were saying earlier, there are no crave. Okay, I won't say there are none. I definitely do stick to cravings from time to time. And a lot of times that is when I will fast for a day as if I feel like for whatever reason, I've got some cravings going on. I'm like, nope, gonna gonna nip this in the bud, just not gonna eat for a day and I'll be, you know, and it does, yeah. it always resets me. But, um, but for the most part, you just don't, it's like I eat when I need to eat, but I, I don't have that drive to just put food in my mouth because it's in front of me. 
Yeah, I mean, back, you know, before I, I took the steps to get healthy, if I'm around food, I'm going to be shoving it in my mouth while I'm cooking for other people. And now I don't even have the desire to do that. Like, I just make them their food, bring it to them, and then I'm done with it until I'm ready to eat, which is usually, you know, once they're in school or napping when I have time for myself. Yes, absolutely. I I do the same thing. I think it's such, um, it's such a freeing thing for moms, you know, for us moms out there to yeah. be able to do that. Because we really do, you know, we're always taking care of these little people. And it's really nice when, like you just said, when you can actually sit down and enjoy your meal and and be mindful of it when the time is appropriate. But if you're always like, oh, gosh, I just have to eat. I have to eat. I mean, I remember for me, most of my life, those thoughts dominated my every thought, like you know, oh, yeah. when's my next meal? What am I going to get for a snack? I need to go to the grocery store because I might run low on all the snacks that I want to make sure I have in the house in case a craving hits. Um, like it just di- it ruled my life. Yeah, I was always hungry, always like shaky, but I couldn't eat because I was at my calorie. That's just a horrible way to live. It is a horrible way to live. And unfortunately, too many of us um, spend way too many years doing that. So hopefully with people like you out there and kind of getting this message out there, more and more people and more and more moms will be listening to this kind of thing and, and realizing that, hey, there is a different way and they can try it out. And, and really, I mean, I, I don't think it's too much to say absolutely change your life. Yeah, definitely. And I think, you know, unfortunately, a lot of moms look at keto be like, they think you're just eating processed meats all day long and it's definitely not the case. Right. Yep. I agree. That's, I think that is definitely a perception out there. So, um, I want to touch a little bit before I let you go on, um, a little bit more of kind of going back to your, um, learning about the kick it naturally kick your fat in the nuts and that line and, and TC Hale and kind of all of that. So, um, I know that you went through and you did a coaching program with him, correct? Yes, I did. And so can you tell us a little bit um, about that and what you do? Sure. So back after I, my first pregnancy, I did the coaching program through his um, Kick It Naturally course. And basically, it's an excellent course. You learn so much about nutrition that you know doctors don't tell you, and it's not out there in the mainstream. So I definitely learned a ton. And when I first took it, it was basically, just for myself, like I said, I'm kind of a health geek. I like to know everything that I can and learn it as fast as I can. Um, I also wanted a discount on the supplements, and that was provided through the course. So, because mm-hmm. um, both my husband and myself take the supplements, so that definitely was worth it. Um, so I, I did took the course. I believe that was in 2014 um, or 2015, and then I got pregnant again. So I kind of put it to the side, mm-hmm. but last summer, once my youngest started doing more things on his own, I kind of got back into it and I created my website, which is eating fat is the new skinny.com. Um, and so with that, I started coaching people more again, and I kind of, it's a, it's a little different than, um, what he teaches. I mean, it's the same as what he teaches, but he doesn't take a keto angle. So I kind of focus on digestion first, um, mixed with keto, mixed with intermittent fasting. So kind of finding the right balance for each individual person. That's incredible. That's awesome. I love that. 
Yeah, because I mean, even even though this is a keto podcast, and I myself, uh, you know, I say a ketogenic lifestyle because I just because I feel like the word diet <laughs> um, is the yeah. wrong moniker for this because um, I just don't. For one, I mean, it's just the way I eat, right? I mean, it's just the way we eat. It's just it is what it is. Um, And I feel like when you talk about a diet, like I get questions all the time from people that would be like, well, okay, so I'm going to eat this. Is that keto food or is this keto food? I'm like, it's just food. (laughs) It's just food. Yeah, just real food. Yes, like just don't worry about if this is keto or that's keto or not keto. Like we're not on Weight Watchers. You don't have to worry about like what's a Weight Watchers thing or whatever. Like you're just, just eat food and just, you know, if you want to be ketogenic, then, you know, we'll work on that, but it's all just food. But, um, so yeah, I think it's awesome that you do that because I definitely try to get the message out there that I really do not believe that there is a one size fits all diet plan for anybody. Um, or a way of eating. Um, I feel like they're, you know, ketogenic works really, really well for me and fasting works really, really well for me. But, you know, I can definitely acknowledge that there might be some people that maybe need to do a slightly varied, you know, a different variation of like a ketogenic diet. So, um, I think it's yeah, really especially great. If it's, oh, especially if, you know, people aren't digesting their fats, I think they need to work on their digestion first before they even attempt a ketogenic diet. Absolutely. And man, I don't know about you. Do you get, um, do you get kind of a little bit of pushback if somebody comes to you and they're wanting to do a ketogenic diet and you tell them that? <laughs> Yeah, when I first started the coaching um, with people beyond my family, I was scared to tell people like, no, I don't think keto's for you because they were so intent on going keto. And then after my first one or two people that, you know, I kind of just gave in and said, okay, I'll show you how to do keto. And it wasn't working for them. Mm -hmm. You know, after I experienced that once or twice, I was like, no, I need to tell people from the start, this isn't going to work for you. Maybe you could work up to it. But right now you have other things to work on because they just end up miserable. They end up gaining weight, not feeling well and not doing well. And then they blame me. Yes. I have experienced that exact same thing, which I was kind of curious if you've seen it too, but yeah, for sure. I've seen the same thing and I, and I have, um, you know, I'm a, I'm a yes girl. So I have a really hard time sometimes, you know, telling someone, you know, no, I know you want to do keto and I really think that that's, what's going to serve you best, but you really got to get your digestion, you know, under control first. Like we've really got to concentrate on this. And I, you know, I get a lot of pushback on that and a lot of, you know, no, I I want to do that now. Can't we just fix digestion while I'm doing this? And I really think it's really, it's just a bad way to go. And I've been guilty of saying yes, because I don't want to disappoint my client. Yeah, I mean, I've I've been that person where you just want to go ahead with the diet and you just want to see results. But if you don't fix the digestion, you're not going to see the results. Yes, totally just, agree. It won't happen that way. Yep. And I think that's where a lot of people... Where you see them and then you gain the weight back. Yes, absolutely. Or you, I'm sure you've seen this too on, on social media. You know, I try not to get too involved in, in some of the discussions that are on some of these boards yeah. and stuff. Because, I mean, you could just... <laughs> just go on. I could waste an entire day <laughs> trying to help 
people yeah. or convinced people or whatever, but you see that a lot of the same things over and over. And one of them is where women, a lot of times women will be on there and say, I, yeah, I tried keto and it does not work. It's, this is what happened. I gained a bunch of weight and they'll list off all these things. And I'm thinking, oh my gosh, digestion, digestion, digestion. Like you, 100%, like you, like I get everything you're saying, it's classic. Like that's the problem. Um, but yeah. yeah, I've had to give up on trying to help random people that don't ask for my help specifically because you even if you comment and you try to help and you have 30 people attacking you, telling you that you're wrong and there's yeah. only one way and it's only their way, it's too crazy. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and then I've seen I've made the mistake of kind of going down that uh, path before and I've had. Um, one in particular, I can remember that I was, uh, I really, my heart went out to this woman and I thought, oh man, I know exactly what's going on with her. And this is, I mean, it's really, it's not a difficult fix. She's just going to have to kind of put in a little bit of time working on this. And, um, she basically, you know, it was a, it was digestive issues and basically just came back. Um, I don't think she necessarily really wanted help now that I look back on it. You know, she was, I don't know. I think, I think she just wanted to state the problem and have a bunch of feedback, but, um, I had given her some feedback and one of them was fixing digestion and she was like, Oh, it's not digestion. My digestion's fine. I'm like, Oh, okay. Well, um, okay. Well, it just sounds like if you're dealing with this issue, this issue, this issue, and this issue, um, then that's not, that's not fine. Like that's not the way it should be. Um, but it, they were common things that we see and common doesn't mean normal. But if you have things going on, like if you only go to the bathroom once every other day, or like you were saying once a week or twice a week, or you, um, you know, if you have gas or bloating after eating certain things, then people think, well, those are all common things. I'm not, I'm not alone in that. So it's normal. And, you know, they come to the conclusion that they do not have digestive issues. And I think sometimes. Yeah. Uh, I don't think people yeah, go ahead. Okay. I, I, I don't think people realize, you know, how many of their problems stem from digestion. Right. They just have no idea because they think they could just take a pill for it and it'll go away, but the pill's only making it worse. Right. And just covering up what is really going on. I mean, your body is crying out for these, for these resources, for these nutrients, and it's not getting them. And it's never going to get them as long as you take a pill to push the symptoms away. Oh, yeah. I did yeah. that for a long time. Mm -hmm. I'm with you, girl. <laughs> All right. Well, I, I know that you have some little ones there, um, as do I. And so I don't want to keep you any longer. I, I think that this has really been a lot of really great information for everyone listening today. And hopefully, I'm sure that we have listeners that are resonating with what you've talked about and are just saying, yes, that's me. Yes, that's me. <laughs> Um, so if people, um, if they want, I know you said your website is eating fat is the new skinny, correct? Yes. Okay. Awesome. So people can go there to learn more about you. Are there, um, other ways that people can reach out to you if they're interested in coaching or if they're just kind of wanting to learn more about you? Are there, are you on social media and things like that? Yes. Um, so basically, mostly on Facebook at Eating Fat is the New Skinny. And then um, also Instagram. I'm trying to get on there a little bit more with the same Eating Fat is the New Skinny. 
And then if anyone wants to contact me directly, my email address is nissahelpsme at gmail.com. Nissahelpsme at gmail.com. I like that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. All right, Nissa. Well, it has been awesome to talk to you. I really appreciate your time today and for sharing all this great information with us. Oh, thank you so much for having me. Yeah, absolutely. Well, hopefully we, you know, maybe we can catch up with you again another time. And um, we hope you have an awesome day. All right, great. Thank Thank you. All right, guys. Well, that's it for my interview with Nissa. I hope you really enjoyed that. I hope you were able to get some great information out of that interview. She sure shared a lot of really interesting things, and hopefully you were able to relate to some of it. Maybe you had a wonderful aha moment where you just were able to connect the dots and think, oh my goodness, this might be what's going on with me, or this is maybe kind of what I'm seeing. So I hope you enjoyed that. I think Nissa is a great resource. And as you heard her talk about, she does have a website that you can go to that is really awesome. I will link to that in the show notes. It is called eatingfatisthenewskinny.com. So you can type all that out in your um, search engine there and pull that up and get some really great information. She does do coaching and she has some uh, great other resources on there for you as well. So I hope you really enjoyed that, guys, and I look forward to speaking with you guys again next week, and I'll talk to you then. Have a wonderful rest of your week. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Keto Lifestyle Podcast. We hope that you enjoyed what we shared with you today and are looking forward to the next episode. 